Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of For Fantasy Purposes Only, where I, the Oracle, the Beard, the Stash, <laughs> Monday Night Comeback King, which is probably looked like I'm going to have to do <laughs> week one. I'm going to have to exercise that nickname on week one. But I, your oracle, do my best to try to lead you into fantasy sweetness and get you to that championship game and you winning that championship game and you getting all the recognition and you winning that top prize money and you being able to, quote unquote, talk smack (laughs) to all the other who uh, had to succumb to your greatness. So that is my purpose here. That is what we are doing here today. I'm sure that's why you tuned in or maybe you were just on the road and you needed something to listen to. Thank you very much for tuning in. If that's your reason, you know, maybe you might be at the office and somebody might be playing this episode uh, loudly and you happen to hear it and you're like, hey, who's that guy? And you tell him, hey, he's the Oracle. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you leave it at that, bro. You walk away. You don't give them no more information. You just let them listen. Let them gather their own information. Let them come up with their own predictions and assumptions. And hopefully that leads them to listen to more episodes, which I really want to say thank you, ladies and gentlemen, so much for tuning in. Oh, man, we are doing so great, doing very, 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 very well. And I'm very, very pleased. Shocked me a little bit. I had to jump back and we got a, got a little extra love this week, man. Uh, man, I'm so appreciative of it. Thank you so much. I try to, you know, start every episode with thanking you guys because, um, you know, it's going to take us collectively to get to a goal. But, you know, I'm going to need you. I'm going to. I'm going to have to lean on y'all for a little while, you know what I'm saying? A couple of years, maybe, you know, I ain't going to say a couple of years because who knows if we'll be back for our sophomore season next year. Who knows if we'll have a season three? I don't know. But I promise you that this, I will be dedicated to the podcast at least one year because if uh, you did not listen to episode number one, which uh, will probably be a good idea for you to do, uh, you will hear the story of me uh, and uh, the beard, obviously, uh, me not cutting my, shaving my beard off for a job. But, you know, that's all in uh, in depth in the first episode. So, hey, if you get done listening to this, maybe you want to sneak over there and take a listen to that. Episode number one, pre-sequel to the rookie season, son. That's before it all started, son. Before it all started, all I had was a dream. I still got a dream. I got a couple of dollars, but I got a dream too. And I got a dream of winning this championship <laughs> under some very, 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 very strict circumstances. But this week, um, you know, we're pretty much just drafting all week, kind of reflecting off the drafts. Um I've been doing, uh, like I said in the last episode, go check that out as well. Uh, <clears throat> I've been hearing a lot of people have been saying <clears throat> they haven't been preparing for the season. They've just been, you know, just kind of watching players, catching a couple preseason games, and, you know, they're kind of just, nah, 
Oh, it's just fantasy. Oh, I'm just gonna put $150 into fantasy just to kind of see what how it happens, see how it goes. Um, I'm gonna start by saying yes, fantasy football is a number game. And yes, you have to have your projections, and your projections are on numbers, but you also have to do the eye test. What you're, what the numbers that pop up in your head is what you should be. If you're watching the games and you're watching the highlights, y'all should see like this movement I'm doing because I'm like, uh, I'm like using my third eye right now. If ever I had one, and I'm just trying to, <laughs> I'm just using my hand. I'm trying to get the information out right now, but. You, your projections are based on what you see in the games and off the field. You don't, you know, it's it's not, I mean, you can listen to the experts and whatever they say, oh, they think this person is going to, which they are experts. And yes, I guess in a mad cruel world, it is a science to everything, but it's also based on the feeling. And if you're seeing somebody and you're feeling good and the projections in your mind are looking, you know, like, okay, even though it's saying one thing, I'm, I'm definitely feeling this guy could have a bigger year than what they're telling me. Then you go based on that. It's okay to go based on that sometimes. For example, we're just going right, to get right into it right now. Um, I had a draft uh, this past, um, excuse me. It was supposed to be on. Well, no, it was on Monday. It was it was supposed to be later, but we had it earlier. Five had my son there. Oh my goodness! I'm just gonna say it was my first time doing that. It wasn't planned. His mom came and picked him up. Like <laughs> after round four or five, I tried to give him fries. I tried to give him you know some strawberry lemonade for him to drink so he would settle down. But oh no, he didn't want to sit down. He wasn't having it. He was yelling at everybody. He grabbing on people's pockets and stuff and yelling. And, and I'm just like, oh, mom, come pick. Please come pick him up. Please come pick him up. Please will you come pick him up? She came and I freaking jetted him to the freaking car. I holla at y'all. Head right back in to get back to the money, to get back to business, baby. <laughs> Boy, was I in business. But, uh, okay, I was uh, talking about the mock drafts earlier. Uh, you got a mock draft, you guys. You got a freaking mock draft. You have to do it. One mock draft a day will keep all the mistakes a day. You don't need to be pressured. Like, I like the mock drafting for two reasons, because you're on the clock and you could kind of, like, visually see – like even now, like uh, Yahoo has this thing where uh, they didn't have it before. I didn't see, or maybe they had it and my phone wasn't updated. <laughs> They've had it for like a year or two now. But you could see when you're mock drafting, you could see once you get done drafting, it'll let you know your next pick and it'll show you who's available. And at that time, you could kind of read through the numbers and read through the, uh, you know, see the projections and see everything and how, you know, the points and everything and you could kind of get a great you know if you're you're one pick and you're waiting 26 picks okay well you could see uh where your next pick is going to be and you could kind of group and see who's available and you keep doing mock drafts and you could consistently see who were available so okay that's great let me go back to the list that i brought so for this specific uh draft 
I was doing mock draft one a day for, you know, the each um, to, 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 you know, to make sure you get the people you want. Like I've been hearing a lot of people tell me as well, you know, um, I'm going to do the draft. I really didn't get the people I wanted. And I'm like, you didn't get anybody you wanted. You didn't get not, not one, not, <laughs> it's, it's 15, 16 slots on the team. And you didn't get not one person you wanted. Like that, Sounds kind of scary to me, but okay. See here, I had like this best case scenario for this uh, certain draft. I was doing mock drafts and I was noticing I was getting Melvin Gordon consistently uh, first round, Jordan Howard consistently second round. I was getting LaShawn LaCoy third round, Josh Gordon, Lamar Miller, Marquise Goodwin in the sixth, uh, David Funchess seventh, Tyreek Colin in the eighth, Chris Thompson on the ninth. I was looking at Chris Thompson, but I was really Chris Thompson, Chris Carson. Uh, I had Mike Williams here, but uh, that definitely uh, I had a different possibility. And I knew that I wanted y'all know I've been raving about Anthony Miller, Anthony Miller, Anthony Miller, Anthony Miller, Anthony Miller. So I knew I wanted Anthony Miller and I knew I wanted Keelan Cole for sure. I knew I wanted in every draft I wanted to get Anthony Miller. I know in every draft I wanted to get Keelan Cole. I know in every draft I wanted to get Mike uh, Gashinsky. And every draft I knew I wanted to get, I can't say his name, but the kicker from Houston, like I knew that. So in each draft, you know, I made sure at the, the beginning of the draft, hopefully I got people I could depend on a little more. And then a little later in the draft, but not when everybody else, everybody else pretty much has their defenses and kickers and they're, you know, trying to grab sleepers then too. I just grabbed them both, you know, my sleepers a little around earlier than everybody else. And I was successfully pretty much able to get Anthony Miller, Keelan Cole in the 11th and 12th round every draft, every mock draft, every draft I'm in, I've gotten Anthony Miller and Keelan Cole because I've drafted them in the 11th and 12th round. Now in the 13th round is a little tricky because uh, in all my mock drafts, I was left with pretty much Mitchell Trubisky or Tyrod Taylor, uh, which I'm really starting to like Tyrod as well. But I was I'm going for Mitch Trubisky just on the throwing standpoint, um, and I've been able to get him successfully in the 13th round. Not saying it's going to happen. It happened like that. It didn't happen. I actually was shocked, but I got Mike Glinsky pretty much in every uh, draft, mock draft, and every draft as well. That's really that's my make or breaker right there. I like as far as tight ends, I have no. I mean, maybe I could scoop up Benjamin Watson, but I really have no backup plan for my tight end. So, but I also had this alternative that was like best case scenario. I had this alternative with round one. It was Melvin Gordon or Leonard Fournette, and of course, in the live draft, I. I probably I could have got Melvin Gordon. I was one pick away from getting Alvin Kamara, and that was so disappointing. But if I'd have, I, I definitely would have got Alvin Kamara. But I went with Leonard Fournette, uh, and then on the alternative draft here, I got or Leonard Fournette, uh, uh, Devontae Freeman or Howard. I could have got Devontae Freeman, but I went with Howard just because I had him in the league last year, and I figured in the ninth round I would definitely go after Tariq Colon if he was there because I was also able to do that successfully in most of my drive. Excuse me, round eight. Uh, that was actually my handcuff uh, round. Uh, I have it planned here and I have it written. Like I just said, round two, I was going for Leonard Fournette, 
uh, Devontae Freeman or Jordan Howard. Well, in round eight, I have it written here in my handcuff round. I was definitely going to go after because in all the mock drafts, they were definitely available, Tevin Coleman or Tariq uh, Coleman. So that was going to be my handcuff round if I got either or uh, of those running backs in round two. Uh, of course, I get Jordan Howard, but uh, of course, in the live draft, somebody reaches for Tariq Coleman, so I was not able to get him. In the eighth round, uh, Tevin Coleman was still there, but I didn't go after him just because I didn't have the handcuff. So I actually went after Chris Carson, which I'm feeling a little better about, but I really thought Rashad Penny was at least going to be out the first two weeks. It looks like he's trying to come back week one. I thought he would at least be out the first two weeks, maybe a month. So Chris Carson was already my guy from, he was my guy from last year. I picked him up. He was, man, before he got hurt two weeks later, he's, you know, off. And to see him coming back is really, you know, really, I feel positive about that. So I definitely picked up Chris Carson. Hopefully he can uh, redeem himself and earn that. You know, he was their seventh round pick, I think, back in 2017, excuse me, 16. So, uh, or 2017, yeah, that's correct. In 2017, so to see him come back from injury and to still be on top, like, you know, to, I saw the the potential there last year, you know, bad injury happened. He's out for the whole season for him to come back and for to see him having that success again. I really feel good about that. So I went ahead and picked him up in most of my leagues. Uh, like I said, I was e- either able to draft King and Drake or uh, LaShawn LaCoy in round three. Uh, I was not able to get Kenya Drake or LaShawn LaCoy in round three because they were both taken in the second round. It's crazy, right? Yeah, I know. I'm saying the exact same thing. Or no, maybe I went for, oh, man, I can't even think who I got. Oh, yeah, I had to, I told you guys I was going to go for a running back first three rounds. Well, I I grabbed the wide receiver. I went for Tyree Kill because he was kind of there and it was kind of like, uh, I was hoping I could get King and Drake or, you know, another running back on a wraparound, which I did. Uh, excuse me. I'm thinking it was Lamar Miller. I got Lamar Miller in the fourth round, which I really thought I could get him in the fifth round. But like I said, I tried to chance it instead of getting King and Drake right there in round three. I went for Tyree Kill and King and Drake, of course, get scooped up. And I have to <laughs> I had to go for Lamar Miller a little early than I attended. But one pick that I feel I don't know how I feel good about. I was watching Carry on Johnson highlights. And he's pretty well rounded, pretty strong, can catch the ball, can take the direct snap, and you know, one yard is good. He can explode a couple of he can explode. He's got that. He's got power. He's got yards after the carry. He, he, he's looking real good. I was able to get him way in the ninth round, I think. Ninth or tenth round. I got him pretty late. Wasn't really feeling good about it, but I'm feeling a little better. It's really actually my first week is coming down to him or Josh Gordon, whoever I'm playing this week. Uh, I was able to successfully get uh, Alshon Jeffries. I picked up Alshon Jeffries and Nelson Aguilar in all my drafts. Uh, Josh Gordon, I had in a few. I got on another team, I think, as well. I got Josh Gordon, uh, Keelan Cole, 
Anthony Miller, of course. I've got Peyton Barber. I feel good about that. You never know. I'm not playing them week one because they're going divisory rivalry, divisional rivalry at uh, New Orleans in New Orleans. And Roll Jones, I feel like it's whoever is having the best day is going to get the most look. Maybe Peyton Barber. I mean, he definitely can catch a little better, so he'll definitely see like third down situations, worst case scenario. Um, but he does have the potential to be an all down back if he can catch the ball. And I, if you know, if Roll Jones can't do that and Peyton Barber can do that, that will probably keep him on the field more. So I feel good about that pickup as well. But of course, with all these like Chris Carson. Uh, I might he might be trade bait for me later. <laughs> no, nah, I might keep Chris Carson, but uh, Carry On Johnson might be trade bait for whoever has Legaria Blunt or something. Give them the handcuff, and definitely the same case for Peyton Barber. Uh, I'm also thinking about down the line. Damn, I'm just giving y'all some freaking insight. <laughs> I'm giving y'all some freaking insight right now. The Oracle Insight <laughs> Pro Tips, right? Just dripping all over the place. My goodness. And I'm doing it. Oh, uh, I got Alshon Jeffries and Nelson Aguilar. Like, I probably will package them up in a deal with uh, either Lamar Miller or another running back to see if I could get, like, a wide receiver one on this team. But, of course, let me drop the bomb on y'all real quick. Um, I have I was in four leagues last year. My goal for those four years were to at least to go – um to the finals and in the finals it will just you know we'll see how it happens and you know i made it to the finals in three one two came in second and one obviously came in fifth and another one that sucks but it's okay lost first round because i said showed a little mercy uh it's all right you do it for your friends but next time you gotta know we we fighting for it but uh anyway and this year i think my goal was to go undefeated um before I say that, um, last year I had the second to worst draft grade. Uh, let's see if I could. I mean, yeah, I can pull it up. It's in a group chat. Last year, uh, in the same league I'm talking about, I drafted second to last poorly. It said second to yeah, I was second to last last year. Second to last. I had a C grade, a C grade. I had a C grade. This year, I am second to last again. <laughs> but now I have a C minus. <laughs> so they're telling me that my draft this year is potentially worse than the draft I had last year. But, of course, in the same league, I won the championship in, um, just mind you. And, you know, I had to strip my team down championship week and still come up with the win and yes yeah i'm also okay let me let me let me slow down let me slow down let me slow down. <laughs> let me talk about the team before i just start bragging on myself <laughs> okay so i have the worst draft grade here and potentially I have, like, you know, if you put all your best people, the highest projection here, which goes back to what I was saying, don't think about your, you know, it's a numbers game, but it's based off your projections. It's not, I mean, yes, there are projections too, but, you know, you got to have your own. You got to be your own man and woman. You got to come up with your own decisions, you know. 
They can they can give you a guideline, but you gotta you gotta analyze yourself and you gotta make your own decisions. So uh, like I said, in this uh particular draft, I was able to get Leonard. I went for Leonard Fournette round one, Jordan Howard round two, uh Lamar Miller, Anthony Brown, Kieran Johnson, Josh Gordon. I was surprised. I was in all my drafts, like Matt Stafford was not there in any mock draft, any draft. I mean, you know, Prescott would be there. Sometimes uh, Alex Smith would be there. Sometimes, uh, uh, you know, Pat Mahomes would be there sometimes. But I've pretty much been going for Mitchell Trubisky. This is the only one where I picked up Matt Stafford, and I really feel good about that because I picked him up all the way in the 11th, I mean the 13th round after I drafted my sleepers in Keelan Cole and uh, Anthony Miller. So the fact that I was able to get Matt Stafford, who is, you know, number six quarterback off the board all the way in the 13th round, like I feel really good about that. Um, um, okay, I'm going to say, okay, yeah, like I was saying, with all your numbers, with all your players plugged in, your highest projection players in each position my average my projection is lower than everybody else's in the league and it hit me and i felt a little bad about it honestly because i'm like dang i'm like man like i'm co-managing this one league and the guy completely let me take shout out to milton from new york uh, my fiver hit on my fiver. By the way, the season is not over. I could draft your team. I could run your team for as low as twenty five bucks all season. Don't worry about it. You enjoy the prize money, and you just leave a great comment at the end of the year. But shout out to Milton in New York for letting me uh pretty much run this team. He trusted me. Uh, yeah, he sees that the grade I got on there. He might, but I. I showed him that last year it was the same scenario from last year. I had the worst draft grade, but I won the championship in that same league. So, you know, I'm feeling like the way that they rate, like, like for example, uh, I'm definitely playing Keelan Cole here. I mean, on my bench, I have Alshon Jeffries, Lamar Miller, Josh Gordon. It's really in my flex. It depends on if it's Josh Gordon or Keyron Johnson. I'm not going to play Chris Carson week one against Denver because they got some Pretty good uh, front line there. I'm not playing Peyton Barber. I'm not playing Anthony Miller just yet, but I'm playing Keelan Cole, and he's in my wide my wide receiver two slot. But his projection is only projection is only seven point two eight. Um, and I say to that for me, like for him, like I was going over the um the the team that like I, he's hit every milestone that I I knew he would hit. Like I, I, when I was, I was thinking about this today when I was seeing him um, for the first time play and I was seeing these big 40 yard, 50 yard freaking catches. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, man, who is this guy? I'm like, man, if this guy keeps it up, like I'm willing to bet you that they would drop, Allen Robertson and move forward with this kid. Like, I don't know, like, man, him and Blake Bortles just has this kind of like, and I said this watching the games and the highlights. And I'm like, 
I I I I can't believe was what I'm seeing right now. I've never seen Blake Bortles be this type of quarterback, and I don't know. It, can this one right receiver bring it out of him? I don't know. But like I said back then, when I you know it was like the second game before I picked him up in all my fantasy leagues, he you know he had like he exploded for like one I think like one twenty two touchdowns, ten catches or something. He exploded and it was on from there. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on between these two, but it's freaking magic. And uh I and I said that because, you know, obviously they waved uh Allen Robinson and you know, and, and I was a little shaking a little bit because in the draft they took uh uh, uh excuse me, uh they took a uh, wide receiver. They took on dang uh, rookie wide receiver. I'm sorry. Uh, DJ Chark. They took DJ Chark. They signed Devontae Free, uh, Dante Moncrief. You know what I'm saying? They signed Dante Moncrief. They pick up uh, DJ Chark, which was a high recruit. You know, you sign Marquise Lee to five years. You still have, you know, your first rounder from last year in D.D. Wegesbrook. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe he might get lost in this mix. You know, you know, this is early in the summer before training camp and everything. I'm saying, okay, maybe all these they're looking for something, I guess, and maybe they haven't found it yet, and maybe they're just trying to be like uh, the Cowboys, try to surround Blake Bortles with all these options, and hopefully, you know, collectively they can all win games if Leonard Fournette is healthy and mashing the ball. Shout out to Leonard Fournette, who was mad about his uh, <laughs> matter Madden rating. Said he don't like that seventy. I he, he's an eighty-seven on there. I definitely would get him at least a ninety-two. I mean, excuse me, ninety-one, a ninety-two, a ninety-three at best. But he's definitely like a ninety-one. I can see why he's upset. But uh, moving forward, talk about the wide receivers for the Jacksonville Jaguar. You know, I thought he would get lost in that mix, but it still seems to me that he is still not the primary guy, but he's still shining above the rest. You know, I feel like Marquise Lee is going to be like a more of a reception heavy safety net, you know, probably get like 10, 12, 13 targets a game. But I see Keelan Cole, definitely six to eight catches, definitely 80 to 95 yards a game. I, I definitely feel like that could be a consistent realm for him, being all realistic and everything. So with that tells me, you know, the big playability, he has great hands. He also wears 84. Antonio Brown wears 84. That doesn't mean anything, but, you know, hey, he might be a connection there with the 84s. Uh, <laughs> maybe he feels like he's as good, if not better. Uh, maybe he wants to prove it this year, and I'll definitely be around for you to prove it. But I'm, man, I'm really, I'm, I'm trusting him. Really, like I'm really, 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 really trusting this guy. And I have him in my wide receiver two spot, and he's only projected for seven point two eight. Um, when really, I think consistently he could at least at this stage before the season starts, I'm definitely, like I said, about six to eight to 80. So uh, that would be somewhere around like 12 or 13 consistent points a week. Maybe he will flex up uh, to be, 
you know, a consistent 15, 16, maybe 17 a week. But I'm I'm playing on week one, even though the projections are telling me, you know, seven is what you can look at. And I also, like last year, just just the word in all my leagues, you know, I was I was completely almost every game I was projected to not only lose, but get blown out by at least eight to ten points every game last year. And, you know, I went back to the story before and said out of the even though I was projected to lose week in and week out, I still managed my team to get wins. I still managed the wins when they counted. I picked up the right people when I needed to. I played the people when I needed to. I took chances on people when I needed to. And that's what the game of fantasy football will, the the season long game of it. You know, I can't tell you about the day leagues. Um, I'm my best bet is just to go off the best players or, you know, you can find your value there as well. But I don't know. I think it's a little harder on the day leagues. But for the season, you have to see potential. You have to see, even though it's telling me like uh, like a story back two years ago when Hunter Henry rookie year, I would play him. Everybody would be like, are you playing Hunter Henry? He's only projected for two points. And I was like, yeah, he's projected for two points, but no, this he might be. He's the real deal, Hunter Henry. I said that as rookie. He's the real deal, and he was consistently, even though he would be projected for two, four points, he was getting twenty five, twenty six, twenty, fifteen points a week. Being, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying with Keelan Cole. Like my my projection, like I don't I don't even see how they came up with this number, honestly, because I I definitely feel like he's. At best, definitely good for more than 30 or 40 yards with at least four catches. So that would put him at at least eight, nine points. So, but I'm, I have him in. Like, I'm trusting him, man. Like, I know it looks bad, but I, he'll flex up by, by week one. He'll probably flex up to about 10 or 11. And then throughout the season, he'll probably be, be like a consistent 13, 14. I'm really hoping on 15, 16 or 17 would be nice. <laughs> he really be my guy then. But, you know, you just got to take 10. Like Mike uh, Glishinski, like he's only projected here for six, almost, okay, 6.986. And I'm, like I said, I have no backup plan in any league on my tight ends. I'm riding my, I'm not going to say to the wheels fall off, but if he doesn't hit his arc like I'm projecting him to hit his arc within like four or six weeks. Okay, maybe I'll go with the next available tight end. But, I mean, for now, like, honestly, to me, I think he's definitely the tallest. He definitely is a matchup problem in the middle of the field for probably every safety. Uh, <laughs> he has great hands. Like I said, he's probably taller than it. He, he will go up and get it. He was a volleyball player played basketball. He will go up and get it with the hands. He's super speedy. Will jump over you. Will like literally not hurdle over you. He will jump over you <laughs> or attempt to jump over you. This guy gets open. This guy sacrifices his body. He's got one hand catches and they got him for seven points. And to me, I think he's got the best hands on Miami. Like I'm, I'm really not seeing that. Right. I'm, I'm really not seeing how he's I'm maybe starting off, maybe he should be 
eight to nine, I think, eight to nine at least. But I think by the end of the year, he definitely should reach like 11 or 12, which is great for me. If my tight end can give me eight weeks at least consistently, I'm good with that. I'll try to work on other parts of my uh, team. I'm taking some water real quick. The boy be in here be explaining stuff, man. The boy been talking so long. The ice to melting on y'all boy, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's why I say don't draft drunk. Well, you could draft drunk, like have fun with it. But don't be so intoxicated where you like even in the draft, like I pretty much knew my game plan and I knew who I wanted and I knew who I wanted to take my chances on. So I was just confident pretty much with every pick. Everybody was, you know, that which makes me feel a little better because I know that, you know, even though I'm projected to get blown out again this year. <laughs> Obviously, the experts say I had the worst drafts. I guess I have to go back year two and prove them wrong again. Because just a side note, just to let y'all know that I was blown, I was projected to get blown out in my championship games in this same league. I was projected to get blown out 140 to 104. That's what the expert said. The expert said, you Oracle, you had a great run, but you lost Antonio Brown. He got Juju Smith Euster and Le'Veon Bell. You, you, you finna take a loss in this one. And guess what I said? I said, you know what? I I I I got something to say with that. I went into my closet, prayed to God. God gave me the answers. I came out the closet. I executed what he told me to do. And guess who won that championship? You take one guess who won that championship. Being projected to be blown out 140 to 104. I will never forget that number. I will never forget that number. Take 140, take the four and the zero, and flip it. And that's what I had to work with. And guess who came up on top? That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> And then my nah, nah, I'm gonna keep talking. I'm gonna keep Lawrence, man. Chill, chill, man. Nah, nah, man. I'm gonna keep talking. I'm gonna keep talking. And my other league, I was projected to get blown out in basically every game. Projected at least eight to ten points to lose every game. Finished the league second in the league. Cause you want to know why? It was really the numbers worked my way. Because uh my points scored. My total, I was like number seven or eighth, but I was dead the last in points scored against that whole season. I was like seven or eight in points scored, and I was dead last in points scored against. So I'm just winning close games. You know me. I'm winning games by one point, winning this game by one point, winning this game by point four, winning this game by 2.3, winning this game, winning all the close games. I'm just winning all the close games. And then I told him, number one, I told him, number one, he wasn't worried about me. I said, hey, bro, I'm coming for you, bro. I, I ain't, these ain't no regular six wins, six straight wins I got, bro. These six wins are a little special. I had to work for this. I didn't have to just plug in my team and be satisfied with the outcome. Like, you you ain't changing team. You only put people out when it's bye week, and you got too comfortable. And I came up behind you, and I had to snatch that championship from you, baby. That number two had to really, number two had to really become number one. Well, really, number one was really number two, and number two was number one because I came and I snatched it. And guess how much I won that one? I was projected to get blown out in that one. And guess how much I won that one by? 
1.8. Mic drop. Who's the Oracle? You tell me right now. Based on that story I just told you. Who is the Oracle here? You, so you shut your mouth. You get your butt here every Wednesday at 9 o'clock. And you listen to the Oracle if you want to win these championships, baby. Because guess what? The odds ain't going to look good. It ain't going to look good. It don't look good for me. It don't look good. Uh, at best, everybody else, all the better teams are at 130. <laughs> 130, 130, uh, 129 here, 125, 119, uh, you got 111, you got 108, uh, keep going lower, you got 109, you got it. And guess who has the worst number? Me. I barely have 100 projected points for my first week. But guess what? I guarantee you I'm still going to be at the top at the end of the season, baby. That's what it's about. Get out of here, you jokers. I'm the Oracle. This is for fantasy purposes only. And you better move Wednesday night at 9 o'clock. You better get your butt in here. You better get the listening to me, man. Because I'm telling you, I'm trying to teach I'm trying to teach you how to get to the championships, dog. Yeah, it don't look good. Yeah, it shook me a little bit. Dang, I got the worst draft again. Oh, dang. At least, like, last year, at least, like, I was, like, in the mid, like, the low mid-packs and still winning games. But I'm, like, dead last now in points. And yes, that shakes me a little bit. But like I said... I'm really not too worried. <laughs> Dang, he got calm real quick. I'm really not that worried. <laughs> like, honestly, like, I, I got Tariq Colin. He's projected for 13. He'll probably be flexed up to, like, 15, at least 15, maybe 17 by the end of the season. Like I said, Keelan Cole will probably be flexed to, like, 13, 14, hopefully 15 or 16. Leonard Fournette, 17 or 18, maybe 20. Jordan Howard, he's projected at almost 14. He probably might drop to, like, 12. Mike Gashinsky, I'm hoping, flexes up to, like, 10 or 12. Alshon Jeffries, 13. He'll probably flex to, like, 16 or 17. Nelson Aguilar is at, like, 12. He'll probably flex up to 14 or 15. Lamar Miller, uh, that might be the interesting one because – it d definitely depends on Deshaun Watson. Like, they definitely are a – it's a night and day thing between – in the quarterbacks. Like, everybody's healthy. Everybody's running good. Everybody's catching the ball. Everybody's doing everything right. And then he's out, and it's like the whole demeanor of the whole team goes away. So, that one's a very – I'm happy about getting him in the fourth, fifth, but I'm really oh, – it, 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 it depends on one other person. Like, it depends on one. You have no control over that. But, <laughs> I mean, I could see him being flexed to, like, 16 if Deshaun Watson's there. But I think he'll definitely probably go down to, like, 10. Him and Deontay Foreman will probably uh, split carries. Uh, Josh Gordon, he's projected for 13. But I definitely can see him projected for 16 or 17 by the end of the season. Carryon Johnson is interesting. I think they only have him for six here. I think starting off maybe 11 or 12. Maybe if he turns out to be some decent, maybe 14. Same thing for Chris Carson. Maybe best case scenario, 13, 14. Same case scenario. Well, honestly, Peyton Barber last year, they had him flexed all the way to like 16 or 17. But I'm thinking more like realistically, honestly, carry on Johnson, Chris Carson, and Peyton Barber, they're probably in that 13, 14, 15 at best case scenario flex range. And Anthony Miller, Ooh, I hope the sky's the limit for him. I'm gonna say 15. He's 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 at nine right now, but I think he can flex up to to 15. 
And we're not even going to talk about my defense because I got Oakland. I told y'all I was going to take a shot on Oakland. Like, I have, like, no backup plan. Like, <laughs> not for the first two or three weeks. As far as my D, I'm willing to be a little bit more patient on my tight end, Mike. My G, that my guy, that my guy, that my dog, man. Well, he my guy right now. If he showed me something, he'd be my dog. And then he could be my woe after that. But, I'm man, the Raiders are going against the Chargers week one, too. That's what really makes it work because I feel like, ooh, that might not look good. But then again, if it looks good and I played them, then hopefully we get the win. But, I went with the Raiders' defense. I told y'all I would do it. I mean, I wanna, I wanted to go with Chicago, but Rokon Smith's still not there, and I kind of want to go with Detroit, but I don't know. Detroit might be tough. Green Bay, you know, Tennessee, Seattle, maybe Seattle. Maybe they have something special there. New England, I don't think New England. They might be, like, good for fantasy, but I don't think, like, they'd be good defensively. So I went with the Raiders. I took a shot in the dark. I closed my eyes and I went on the new head coach. When, if anything, I probably should go for the new head coach in the, on the Lions because he's more defensive minded. But that's neither here nor there. But what is here is the end of the episode. Just wanted to give you guys a outlook. You know, uh, I, obviously coming from me, I, you know, this is not a bragging. This is this is a real thing. Like, if if you feel down about the way you drafted your team, if you feel down, I, I guess I'm basically trying to make it go 360 right now. If you feel bad about how you drafted your team, who you drafted, you know, it's still the beginning of the season. Like, it's not written down in stone yet. You don't know what's going to happen. Nobody knows what's going to happen. So just keep fighting. Keep don't come. Don't lose your first three games, your first four games. And you're just down. Like I've done it before. I've I've started the season one and four, come back, made it to the playoffs. Uh, I finished the league at six. I mean, yeah, sixth I think, or maybe third. But I mean, you can. Your season can turn. It could take one person on your team to just get it going, or it could take the right person off a waiver. It could take the right trade. Uh, you know, I I hate. I don't want to include this because I don't like the injury part of it, you know, because they in, they get injured and they deal with the real life situations while we're over here playing the game of fantasy, quote unquote. But, you know, maybe somebody on the other team might get hurt and it, they're at a very large disadvantage, you know what I mean? And that might be all you need for that one day, you know, maybe they missed that week because they felt soreness in their knee. They might come back and kill it for the rest of the week, but they might be gone the week that you needed to win a big game and you win that big game you needed to win. And, you know, anything happen in the playoffs is 50-50 in the championship game. So just don't be, don't, don't get down. Trust me, I'm hand raised. Hand raise if you've had the worst draft grade <laughs> in your season. Not only one year, but two years in a row. Raise your hand. Okay, my hand, if we're being 100% honest right now and telling 100% truth, uh, my hand is raised as high as I could possibly raise it right now because I am that person right now. But uh, give me, raise your hand if you're the person who was the last in the draft 
but still came up with the championship. I got to raise my hand again on that. Don't give up. Don't be down. And, and trust me, you're going to be, you know, so focused on the fantasy and the numbers of it, and you could get lost in it. And, and you really could get lost in it. You really could, in your mind, play projections and play the best people you have, you know, you think you have available. But you have to build trust in a lot of these guys, too. Like, you have to, at some point, you have to build trust. That's why. I can, I can, I can. You probably are not comfortable with that, but I could draft people confident, confidently, and you know, like I said, Keelan Cole is projected for seven. I'm, I'm me. I'm pretty confident he probably will get like fourteen or fifteen off the bat week one. Like, you know, seven catches, seventy yards with a possible touchdown. Like that is not out of the realm for Keelan Cole. Like I don't even understand these numbers right now. But, <laughs> you know, but, hey, we're two different people. Just keep executing. Keep believing. Pay your tides, too. Uh, I'm not going to say, you know, try to uh, get on God's good side so you can win the championship and win the money on it. Uh, but, you know, if you expect to win a large sum of money, go to church. Okay, first let me say that. Go to church. Pray to God. Do everything you're supposed to do, uh, you know. I'm not going to say in your religion, but what you believe in. I believe in God. I believe in the Bible. So I pray to God and I go to church. Uh, so I get my tithes to the church, even if you agree with that or not. Uh, you know, that's not going to help you win more championships. But, you know, hopefully, <laughs> you know, if God were, if you, if you were a shot in the dark person and you win, Hopefully, you know, God can trust you with that large sum of money because, you know, women like to run around here. I'm, I'm going on. I'm going to end the show pretty soon. I know it's about to end the end. But, you know, women run around here with tax income come around and they think all that money belongs to them. Well, I say, what do we have? What do we have? Women run around with the most money. You, you could be do everything 50-50 and then they still get the bulk of the money. And it's like, okay, well, you got the bulk of the money and you're spending your money the way you want to spend it. What do the, what do we have? What do we have? I'm not saying women don't play fantasy football as well and try to win the money. But for a majority, it's probably like a 65, 70 to 30, 35 thing. So, guys, what do we have? We have fantasy football to try to win large sums of money. And hopefully at the end of the year, we can enjoy the money. We can enjoy the money because I try to get to the money, babe. That's all I try to do. So, in it on a positive note, stay positive. Don't worry about it. You can still manage. Manage. It's a, it's a it's an art form to managing wins. It's an art form to it. It's not easy. You gotta you gotta build trust in people you don't want to build trust in. You gotta take trust. Like Carry On Johnson. Like for me, like. I never attended him in any draft. Did I ever get him in any mock draft and any other thing? But I mean, he was just sitting there in the 10th round and he, you know, he was supposed to go in the six, seven rounds. So I was like, okay, might as well get carry on Johnson and take a chance on him. Cause sometimes, you know, the experts give on you and I took a chance on him and hopefully that pays off. But dang, I'm going from didn't want him on my team to possibly paying him in my flex week one. Like, how in the hell did I get to these crossroads? How the hell did that happen? Well, it's happening. Those is <laughs> either him or is Josh Gordon. It's one of the two. So, 
be positive, keep praying, keep asking God, be a true oracle and go to God. Because only God has the answers. And do everything you can to get those wins together. And we'll keep working on your technique. Don't worry about it. We'll keep working on the technique. Just keep tuning in Wednesdays at 9. <laughs> Thank you for all the support. Thank you for all the love. I am the Oracle. I will have to prove that I am the Monday Night Kid Comeback King Week 1. Maddie Steady. That's my guy. Maddie Steady. But he's going against... Uh, that's, that's really why I feel good about it. He's going against the Giants at home. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling... Carry on, Johnson. Yeah, I'm feeling real. I'm thinking I can get like a double-double there. I'm the Oracle. Monday night, Kim back King. Hopefully, that'll be proven correct. If, if that's proven correctly week one, you best believe I'm coming back the next week and I'm talking noise. Quote-unquote smack talk. For fantasy purposes, all of it. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Keep supporting.